Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on White shirt is your friend on two fronts. The white shirt in the summertime is the fat man's friend. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Ah, high quality H2O right there. And Eric Fry. So I'll pull up the mic. I get a large sweet tea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, good day to you out there. Happy Monday to you. Start of a new week. And we're here on the starting lineup live onto the air for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And we're hanging out with you talking about some uh, sports, some local sports, of course. Yeah, switch it up. And we also uh, will be uh, talking about those high school football games that occurred on a Friday. A couple of them occurred on a Saturday. But we'll get to to all of that and recap all of the uh, Week 8 matchups, including hours uh, that we were at, both uh, Cumberland on CRA and FEM on uh, Jack FM. Worked out better for one of us, and we'll take a look at that as well as all of the matchups, and we'll hit up on uh, some local sports as well, and take a look at everything that happened on Friday this past weekend, and get you set for the schedule that's happening uh, today. Of course, it's the uh, post weekend, so we got to get you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, as well as we got to get to our pick'em games to a recap. It was spoiler alert. It was a rough one. Oh yeah, rough pick'em for your two two guys here, and so we'll recap it though and see how just how bad how bad it was. And we'll also uh, be uh, recapping NASCAR, recapping NASCAR pick'em, and uh, well, we'll get to uh, the NFL as well. So uh, everything that happened yesterday, we have no more undefeated teams. Both of them went down yesterday, including one that you heard right here on 98.9. That's so right. How about that? That's right. We said without Sean Watson, no one gave Cleveland a chance. Yep. And sure enough, it turned out to be a heck of a game. Uh huh. And they ended up winning. So uh, maybe we do know something when we uh, broadcast games here on 98.9. We got another one coming up this week. Ooh. We actually got a, a lot this week. We got all of your baseball playoffs. Oh, yeah. Illinois basketball gets started. That's right. On Friday night. And then Saturday, Illinois football. We'll talk more about them tomorrow, what they did this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, like I said, uh, on Sunday, what uh, what game do we have on Sunday? I want to say, Travis, that we have, yes, 
Lions at Ravens on mm-hmm. Sunday. That would be pretty good. That's a decent one. Pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll be uh, looking forward to that. And, of course, we'll be talking to some MLB postseason as well. So uh, the game, game one of the ALCS was yesterday. Uh, game one of the NLCS will begin today. So uh, we'll take a look at that a matchup a little bit later on. And, of course, whatever we don't get to here in the uh, Treasure Show, we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion. And we got uh, a uh, area coach on uh, the uh, way as well. We got Coach Duckett from uh, Shelbyville and uh, talking about uh, their win as they continue their winning ways there on a Friday against Clinton and also uh, clinched the CIC conference title. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a second, and we get into that with that conversation with Coach Duckett. So uh, you'll have to stick around for that in the podcast. All right, uh, so uh, let's go. We got a lot to uh, get into, a lot to dive into, so let's get it started with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we're starting off in high school football, of course, as we're recapping everything that happened in week eight as everyone are trying to set themselves up for a final playoff push coming up on Friday, this Friday night, and then the selection Saturday as well. And it was just like John Travolta staying alive, staying alive, as that's what happened on Friday with the Hearts, the FEM. As they pulled off a little bit of an upset as they defeated Mount Zion. And this was uh, the uh, final regular season home game there at Quashman Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium. They did the senior night festivities in week two against Mount Carmel. So this was technically uh, staff appreciation night. But mm-hmm. uh, FEM pulled it out. It was Friday the 13th in October. What could go wrong? Well, a lot of things went wrong for uh, Mount Zion, and it was FEM pulling off the uh, win, and it was a 21-14 win for a much-needed one for the Hearts as they pull it out against the Braves, and they keep their playoff hopes uh, alive. Yeah, and, you know, a a must-win, a a need-to-win for the Hearts. We talked about it all week long, and, Travis, they showed up. And they did what they needed to do to get the win. And mm-hmm. it may not have been flashy. It may not have been exciting. It may not have been, you know, a, a quote-unquote statement win. Yeah. But it was a win. Yeah, I mean, I would uh, I would agree that it was – I would say that it was a statement win from uh, being there. And uh, I think that FEM, you know, what Coach Hefner has said, that he was right, that they had – FEM had the blueprint – to beat Mount Zion, and they executed it to perfection as uh, they dominated the uh, point of attack. I thought uh, that the offensive line was really great for the Hearts, uh, making holes for uh, Dunstan. He had a lot better uh, night. I mean, he had 176 yards rushing, and uh, as a team, they almost uh, they rushed for over 100 or 200 yards in the game. So, uh, you know, Gillum didn't have as many yards as he had the uh, the other night, but. Uh, against Muhammad, but uh, still good. He found the end zone 
uh, one time there on the ground. Dunstan had a pair of scores uh, there, and I thought the defensive line as well. We know that the defense was a strong point this season, and they came out and they proved it, and I thought they dominated the point of attack as well. And uh, so uh, FEM pulls out a, a great victory and one of those victories that, you know, this past, I know that they say that they let the game away in Mount Carmel, Charleston, but they overcame some mistakes this time. Of course, this wasn't a perfect game as, you know, they did have a couple of turnovers uh, there, a couple of fumbles. The the weather wasn't too much of a factor. Mm -hmm. It stopped raining in the pregame, and then it didn't uh, continue raining, at least until about I think it was perfect. We uh, Dominic and I just reached our vehicles in the parking lot, and then it started to pour. Mm-hmm. So lucky uh, you! It was the uh, yeah. So I guess we got lucky in that aspect. Yeah, lucky. Of course, FEM is lucky. We got played on the turf field as well, so mm-hmm. uh, didn't have to worry about those issues at all uh, whatsoever. But uh, you know, this looked to be like a high-scoring game, like it was last year. Both teams scored in the first quarter, but uh, after that. Was not to be as both teams kind of settled in and the offenses had a little difficulty uh, finding the end zone uh, there. FEM did have a nice drive after uh, their, uh, after Mount Zion scored their touchdown in the first quarter, uh, but ultimately uh, Hearts got it close, but uh, Reed uh, fumbled the football uh, there at the one-yard line. I think he was reaching to get the ball in to try to break the plane and mm-hmm. just lost the ball there. And uh, so that was, could have been a big momentum uh, thing there. And uh, luckily uh, didn't come anything out of it for Mount Zion right. uh, there after they had a big run from Trimble. Uh, I guess it wasn't technically a run. I guess it was technically a pass uh, there, one of those shuffle passes that Patrick Mahomes does in uh, the pro league. But, um, you know, the, the the defense showed up and they uh, did what they needed to do late, including late in the game. Uh, Michael Love had a th- string, three in a row of plays where he impacted the uh, play. He had a tackle for loss, a sack, and then uh, he batted the ball down at the line of scrimmage uh, there. So that kind of preserved uh, the win uh, there. And FEM came back to a 500 Four and four, and going into uh, this week against Centralia on the road, it gives them a chance to get win number five and become playoff eligible. We've talked about that FEM has the points now. Uh, they just needed the five wins, and uh, they got it a much-needed win on Friday against the Braves. Mm-hmm. And so they, they did what they needed to do. They did exactly that. So uh, they put themselves in a nice position there. We'll have to see uh, what happens on uh, Friday against the uh, Orphans, saying it's on the road. So uh, I don't think I've personally been to uh, Centralia's uh, high school or football field, so I'll be looking forward to a new place, new surroundings uh, there. Uh, the Orphans are 2-6 and six on the uh, season, so uh, kind of had a, been a, a downswing, I think, mm-hmm. in their program. They lost the first three games of the year, and they've lost two in a row here. Uh, to Keokia and Mount Vernon uh, this past week. And, uh, wow, Mount Vernon. Uh, we'll, we'll see them a little bit later on Beast Mode. Uh, they we put will. up They put up a big number. So uh, I won't spoil anything no. uh, from there. But, wow, I, I didn't even see the final score uh, that game. 
until until just now. And man, that was a blowout. Yep, it makes you again happy that you won this week if you're Effingham because again, barring anything drastic, you would think mm-hmm. you may be in the driver's seat. Yep, uh, I think so. So that's a good thing uh, for the Hearts. As for uh, Mount Zion, uh, they fall to a six and two on the season, and they close out their finale against Breeze Modern Day. There and Modern Day is also six and two on the season as well. So uh, we'll preview those matchups as we go along here as we get to the final week of the uh, regular season, but. Uh, we'll continue recapping here as uh, the Cumberland Pirates did not fare as well as the Hearts over on a WCRA and uh, Cumberland. Now they fall here to a Nicomis, and it was a 22-12 to final score here. And so uh, Cumberland, as they were in the driver's seat, as you would say, uh, before this game, now not so much, kind of losing control of that wheel. Uh, a little bit now after the loss on Friday to Nicomas. Yeah, the the one thing I guess if you're you're positive about if you're Cumberland is you still control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is win this Friday, and it, right. it doesn't matter. Sure. But you know, we talked with Coach. The goal all season long was to host a playoff game. I think that is out. That's not going to happen. Right. And the Pirates' offense just could never get going. I mean, credit to Nicomas, they came out with a strategy, and their strategy, Travis, was. We're going to stop Blake McMeekin. Sure. Yeah. And McMeekin had seven carries do. for 39 yards, including a 26-yard touchdown. So you take out that 26-yard touchdown, Blake didn't have a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. They forced Cumberland to throw the ball. And Olmstead, I thought, did a great job. 14 for 28, 196 yards, a touchdown. He did have a pick very at the very, very end of the game, you know. Sure, uh, yeah. You know, less than two to go, about to get sacked, just kind of throwing it up because an incomplete pass at that point is better than taking a sack. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, the defense got it. So, yeah. um, But that that was a good thing. It showed you other players can and need to step up. Kelby Bierman had six catches for 57 yards. Zach Harmon, four catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, the Pirates just could not get Nokomis off the field. Nokomis threw one pass. They attempted one pass all night, Travis. Right. Yeah. And it went incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had Will back here at the studio. He kind of looked up some numbers for me, and he said, wow, this quarterback has attempted seven passes all season long. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not going to throw the ball. <laughs> no. And it was all about uh, Nolan Herbstreet. 36 carries, 158 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah. I just couldn't stop him. They did the to Cumberland what Cumberland does to other teams, and that is three yards here, four yards here, three yards here, four yards here, right? And just kept the kept the ball, right? Exactly, yeah. Like what we've seen a couple of times with uh, Cumberland, just uh, wouldn't does don't let the other team have the ball, and that's exactly it seemed like what Nakomas did here. And here's the bad thing: if you are a Lincoln Prairie team, Travis. Herb Street, like I said, 36 carries, 158 yards, three touchdowns, and Daryl Evans, 12 carries, 53 yards. They're both sophomores. Mm, so be around a while. They're going to be around for two more years. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're doing production-wise now. Sure. It makes me think that Nokomis has been dealing with some injuries this year. And so this is a huge win for them. They needed this. They did. And they got it. Um, they, they did what they needed to do. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a team stat line, Travis, 237 <laughs> rushing yards and zero passing yards. 
Right. Very. But that's what they had. Very and odd. They didn't turn the ball over. Um, it, it just was one of those nights that the, the Pirates just could not catch a break. They just could not get Nokomis off the field. They they didn't have an answer um, for the Nokomis rushing attack. And now you set yourself up taking on um, Argenta this week, who's four and four, needs a win, know they need a win, coming in desperate for a win because Travis, we've talked about Nokom or Argenta. You know, oh, it's been years since they've won. Yeah. Now they have a chance at the playoffs. Are you telling me they're not going to beat those seniors on those teams who have suffered through some mm-hmm. of the, I'll be honest, some of the drudgings that some of the Lincoln Prairie teams have given them over the past couple of years? Yeah. They're going to do everything they can to get a win Friday night. And let's throw in the caveat that it's homecoming for the Pirates. So we always know oh, wow. coaches hate homecoming week because there's so many other distractions, mm-hmm. so many other things going on. Yeah. I'm a little concerned for the Pirates heading into Friday night. All right, definitely with that that loss to Nokomis definitely is given a little bit of like, whoa, you know, this week nine game means a whole lot more for both teams now. And not only that, Travis, but Nokomis now has on film the recipe to beat the Pirates. You stop Blake McMeekin, you stop the offense. Right. It's that simple. You conserve the clock, and you stop Blake McMeekin, which is easier said than done. Sure. But you key in on Blake, force someone else to beat you. Mm-hmm. And Blake has carried this Pirates team all season long. There it hasn't has. really been that next guy to kind of step up and you know be the guy. Mm-hmm. Nokomis now has it on film for everyone else to see. Right. This is how you beat the Pirates. Yeah. And uh, like we said about Nokomis uh, needing a win, and they now four and four, and they close out at Sagamon Valley. And Sagamon Valley only two and six, so you'd have to think is yep. winnable there. And uh, we'll take a look at where they stack up and Nicomas yep. in the way of playoff oh, yeah. points and playoff positioning a little bit later in the week. But we may just have to take a whole day on that day, by the way. Yeah, thirty six playoff or thirty six playoff points right now for Nicomas. Uh, currently mm-hmm. with the uh, win there in uh, Cumberland standing at five and three with 35 points uh, for them. So yeah. uh, we'll just have to see how that shakes out and see everything now. But yeah, things are a little bit more muddy, a little bit more complicated for the uh, Pirates, yep. especially yep. with an approved Argenta squad yep. this season. We'll see what Argenta did on a Saturday against uh, Sarah Gordo. It was an impressive outing uh, for the uh, Bombers. And we'll also check out what the rest of the area teams did on a Friday and a Saturday when we return here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
By now you've noticed that car dealer lots are looking a little thin with new vehicles. And while keeping inventory in stock has been a challenge, at Geckner Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the good news is that customer sold orders from most models have still been rolling in. Placing a sold order gets you a build priority at the factory. It locks in your MSRP from any price increases, plus you get the exact options and color you want. For more information, stop by Geckner Brothers today at 600 East Fayette Avenue in Effingham. Business owners, are you ready to take the next step to increase your revenue? Cromwell Media can help you broaden your revenue capabilities beyond your expectations, offering geofencing, retargeting, website design, video production, and social media management. Hi, this is Sheila Myers, General Manager at Cromwell Media in Effingham. Our five great radio stations will help you build your brand locally. Extended with digital, we can put your brand anywhere in the country. You've put so much into your business. Let Cromwell Media experts help because your success is our success. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the Effingham Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Welcome to Ask the Vet. I'm Dr. Chad Ely at Effingham Vet Clinic with a question from Sophia. She wants to know, do cats really have nine lives? Well, Sophia, it may seem like it because cats have incredible senses, speed, agility, sharp teeth, and claws. You might even call them weapons of mouse destruction. But cats only have one life, so we're dedicated to making it a healthy one. That's all the time we have for today on Ask the Vet, brought to you by Effingham Vet Clinic, 408 North Keller Drive. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowls has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't the blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame referee. him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. They benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which which one of those penalties? Whenever the Chiefs are holding, that was so ticky tacky. Come on, so it's many a holding. Super Bowl. Let them play. On ninety-eight nine, the game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. And we just ran through FKM and uh, Cumberland's game uh, from uh, Friday. Let's take a look at elsewhere in week eight of high school football uh, this week. And it was uh, Charleston uh, picking up uh, the uh, win in uh, Taylorville. As it was a convincing one for sure, 55 to a seven. Obviously, the biggest output for uh, Charleston, as uh, they officially clinch a playoff spot with their sixth win, and they'll be returning to the playoffs for the first time since 2012. I know it's Manic's second biggest. They scored 56 in week one. Oh, okay, yeah. So, by a point, but. Sure. Against Paris, they beat Paris fifty-six to twenty. And saying it was the third time that they've scored fifty-plus yeah. or they more. I were a little angry about that Mount Zion loss last Must week. Must have been, yeah, because they scored the first three touchdowns, so they led twenty-one to nothing, and they eventually led twenty-eight to seven at halftime, and obviously would pour on a few more scores there in the second half as well. So uh, Charleston now six and two, and they finish Apollo play with a 3-2 and two record. As for Taylorville on the other side, uh, just like a few years ago, they started out really good, 3-0, and oh, and now they've lost for the last five, and they finish up week nine this upcoming week with 2-6 and six, Bethalto Civic Memorial. So you have to think that that's a winnable game, uh, but only 29 playoff points yeah. for the Tornadoes, so we'll see how that Stacks up in the playoff picture later on. Your non-conference opponents were only, you know, yeah, Robinson, Columbia, who's one and seven, and Bethalto, like you said, two and six. There's just not enough points there. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So hmm. we'll see if Taylorville even makes mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the uh, elsewhere in the Apollo, it was Muhammad Seymour picking up the win over Mattoon in convincing fashion as well. 49 to 6 was the final here. It was 49 to nothing at halftime. Uh, so, uh, Muhammad, seven wins in a row now. And uh, they're, they finished 5 and 0 in the Apollo, and that officially uh, clinched the Apollo Conference title. And so, it's back to back to back conference championships. And they also haven't lost a league game as well during that three year uh, in a row stretch. 16 and 0 in conference play. To win those conference titles uh, there. So, uh, Muhammad, impressive and impressive here in the Apollo. Once again, three time champions for the Bulldogs. Very impressive, Travis. But the only thing I'm concerned about with Muhammad is have you been tested yet this season? Sure. Week one, I'm sure you could say you have. Week one, yeah. But since then, have you really been tested? Mm-hmm. You say Maha- um, Mount Zion. Mount Zion, I'd also say Charleston. Charleston put the most bit. points up on them yeah. defensively, but. Right. Not really. They have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dyer in this one had uh, five touchdowns, obviously, all in the first half. Uh, Peters and uh, Johnson had a couple of receiving touchdowns apiece, and uh, the other one went to Hammerschmidt. Uh, for the Bulldogs, and on the other side of Fort Mattoon, they dropped to 1-7. and seven. They won in Week 2, but now a six-game losing streak, and it's also the lowest output of the season so far, and they'll finish 0-5 in Apollo play for the Green Wave. Uh, elsewhere in the LPC, it was Arthur picking up the win over Arcola, 32-10. to And so that means the Knights continue with their winning ways. They are now A-N-O 
on the season is still best season since 2004. And uh, with the loss, Arcola is officially eliminated from playoff contention and now at three and five. And Arthur also won the inaugural horseshoe trophy. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice tucked in to the high school trophy case uh, there for Arthur pulling out the win. It was a low-scoring affair early, and Arcola actually had the lead 10-8 at one point. But then Arthur obviously poured it on there. Um, Max uh, Sturrett, 36-yard scoop and score to get uh, Arthur on the board first after the first quarter. And then uh, Arthur finally took control with the rushing game uh, there. Um, You know, Arcola had that lead 10-8. But then it was immediately wiped out with a ensuing kickoff return for a touchdown by Landon Waldrop to get Arthur back on top. So uh, they would eventually hold on there and pour on a couple more TDs. And again, even though Arcola not making the postseason, first-year coach Steve Snyder still has a lot to build on for next year. Um, and I mean, we quarterback's only it. a freshman. Yeah, and we talked about the health of Arcola. Get players healthy, and uh, we'll see what they can do next year. Right, and the Purple Riders are going to miss the playoffs in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 2012-2013 there. So, Arthur, they pick up the win 8-0, but they still are up in the air about the conference championship because Sullivan is also 8-0 as well as uh, they took care of business. It was 40 to nothing at halftime, and it was a 46-6 final score over Tri-County in complete opposite different directions. These programs are with uh, Sullivan being 8-0 and Tri-County now winless at 0-8, and they're on an 11-game losing streak now dating back to last season, obviously. Uh, Christensen was 10 for 12 here, four touchdowns through the air, and he also added another one, a rushing, and a Bollinger had three receptions and 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns as well. So uh, Sullivan, obviously, uh, they're having one of their better seasons that they've had in a school history, and they already know they're going to be going back to the playoffs for the first time since 2015. But now they've already posted their best record since 2014 when they finished 8-2. and two. But I went back through the IHSA archives, and they had one way, 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 way back in the day. But I wouldn't even consider that the modern era. But they've never had an undefeated regular season mm. in the modern era there. And this is the big one coming up. This is the matchup that we've been looking out for, I'd they say, since like week four or five you started seeing these teams go along and roll along here, and it's Arthur versus Sullivan on a Friday. Can't wait to talk to Coach Jefferson later on today about that matchup uh, coming up here for Week 9 uh, there and previewing that matchup as well for the LPC title mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, Villa Grove, uh, they are on a four-game winning streak now for VG. They won over Sagamon Valley 40-21, to and that's VG's fifth win on the season. Uh, Gunnar Klein had three rushing touchdowns in this one, and it was actually a good lead built up for Villa Grove. It was 26 to nothing at halftime, and it was 33 to nothing at one point. And uh, Villa Grove... They close out with potential for get their sixth win of the season as they finish up with Tri-County uh, coming up on Friday. And uh, Sagamon Valley, they won in week three, but now they've lost five straight, and they finish with Nokomis uh, there for them. It was Argenta, like we mentioned, picking up the win. They're 4-4 four and four now. They won over Cerro Gordo 62-0. to zero. Mm-hmm. 34 points in the second quarter. It was 48 to nothing at halftime. 
Argenta's really been playing some good ball this season, but as of late, too, winners three of their last four. 62 points is obviously the biggest output of the season so far. And now Argenta has a chance here against uh, Cumberland for Week 9. As for on the other side, Cerro Gordo, they're 1-7. and seven. They won in Week 2, but they've lost six in a row since. So, again, two opposite different directions here for the programs mm-hmm. there. Um, in the uh, LIC, it was Mount Carmel over Marshall, 48-21. to uh, 20, uh, 21. As Mar- Mount Carmel now, seven straight wins, and uh, they officially uh, clinched their third straight LIC title with a win over Lawrenceville. And they can also go 19-0 and in conference play in doing so uh, there. You're saying coming up this Friday. Coming up Friday, yes. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And uh, Marshall, they've lost now four straight mm-hmm. since picking up their first stub in quite a while. But, hey, it's there. still a winning season for Marshall. Sure, yeah. They got a win. They and did. They can build off that. More than some other teams in the uh, LIC there. Uh, Paris, uh, they are 5-3 and three now, and they're on a win streak. And they're playoff eligible. They have 36 playoff points. We'll see where they are in the playoff hunt when we take a look at that a little bit later in the week. And they finish out with Casey, though. So a tough matchup in Week 9 to officially clinch a playoff spot, though. Um, they won this game over Robinson 26-6 to was the final score. Uh, Robinson picked up their second win last week against Newton, but it's back to more of the same for the Maroons this season with the loss here dropping them to 2-6. and six. And there's no way they could have known, Travis, but whoever scheduled the LIC schedule, great job for the final week. Mm-hmm. Lawrenceville, Mount Carmel, and Casey Paris. That's four mm-hmm. playoff teams possibly, three for sure, one on the bubble playing each other in the last week of the season. That's mm-hmm. that's good scheduling. Yeah, excellent scheduling. They knew. Uh, no. They're in the LIC. Uh, Lawrenceville, uh, they won 40-21 to over Newton, and this one was on Saturday as it was a 40-21 to uh, final. So uh, Lawrenceville, after losing it to uh, Casey, they are on a three-game win streak now. And uh, Newton, on the other side, they're on a three-game losing streak and only 1-7 and seven on the season. And uh, Casey, they're back to their winning ways. They're back on track as they won 28-6 to six against Olney. And uh, now Casey, they're 7-1 and one on the season and back to holding teams to only one score. Uh, and Olney now 0-8 and, and 0-6 and in LAC play. Can Olney just get one? They have Robinson to finish off the season. So we'll see. And we'll see if Casey can finish things off uh, there against Paris as well, having an 8-1 and record. And I try to improve their playoff standings as well. And the uh, CIC, like I mentioned, uh, there is a Shelbyville. They got the win, and they clinched their first ever Central Illinois Conference Championship and their first conference title as a school since 1992. And, hey, for reference, that was 31 years ago. Uh, and that was the mid-state conference that they were in mm-hmm. back then. But uh, they, they they did this one here over Clinton. 28-12 to 12 was the final score. Uh, Landon Wallace, he got the first couple of scores for uh, Shelbyville to put them on top 14-6. to six. And just before halftime, uh, Brody Bame uh, eventually scored after uh, his first touchdown got called back due to a holding penalty, but later ended up finding the end zone. And uh, they had a 22-6 to six lead at halftime. Uh, Clinton cut the deficit to just 10 points, but then uh, it was Caden uh, uh, Chastine, Chastine, 
there, excuse me, with a touchdown to make it 28-12. to And Shelbyville's defense holds on here for the next quarter and a half. And so uh, Shelbyville does it. And uh, they were denied the conference title last year, uh, losing in week eight against St. Teresa, but not to be this time. Nope. 5-0 and in the CIC and 8-0 and overall. So congratulations there to the Rams uh, they're clinching their first conference title in the CIC and what could potentially be the last CIC as we know it. Possibly, yeah. So uh, Clinton, though, they're still in uh, pretty decent shape. They're 5-3, and three, and their four-game winning streak was snapped. They finished with 2-6 and six Pontiac, so you'd figure that's a winnable game to mm-hmm. get to win number six for the Maroons there. It was Central A&M. They picked up the win 29-22 to over Macon Meridian. Central A&M uh, now improves to 3-5 and on the season. And uh, Meridian now drops to 1-7. and A&M snapped their four-game losing streak that they were on. And Meridian continues theirs. They're on a five-game losing streak now. And uh, A&M built up a 22-6 to lead. And they eventually held on uh, for the win. Uh, Tuscola on a Saturday, they got the win over Warrensburg. Latham 38-22 to was the final here. And Tuscola, back-to-back wins here, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Of course, well-documented that they're finished up with Oblong this week. So uh, they're in pretty decent shape uh, there. Warrensburg, their fifth loss of the season, they're 3-5 and five now. And so they're officially eliminated from playoff contention. And they haven't made the playoffs since 2018. And we'll see if Tuscola wins. Uh, this week and see if they'll get in to the postseason there. They had the one-point lead at halftime, tw- uh, 15-14. to 14. Uh, The game got close to 29-22, but uh, Tuscola added a couple more scores, and uh, they eventually picked up the dub uh, there. And finally, in the South Central Conference, we had Vandalia get the win over Gillespie in dominating fashion as well. 52-13 to was the final, so Vandalia officially clinches a playoff spot. Their seventh straight year that they're in the postseason, and Gillespie unfortunately falls to 0-8 on the year. Vandals, 38-7, to they had the lead at halftime, and eventually they got that running clock going in the third quarter. Uh, Andrew Kelly, a tight A school record with six rushing touchdowns for the quarterback, and he has added 158 yards on the ground there, and he had two more scores as well, so accounted for all the points Jeez. from a touchdown perspective. Uh, there, his two passing touchdowns was to uh, Connor DePew, there who caught four passes and 125 yards in those couple of scores there for the Vandals there in the win against Gillespie. Mm-hmm. And, of course, those stats come from I-70 Sports. Yes. From our buddy in Vandalia, Todd Stapleton mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, Greenville, uh, they uh, got the win, and uh, that's it. As we can officially uh, close the book, as they officially clinched the uh, South Central Conference title, all other teams have at least two losses. So with one game to go, we're calling this over. The race is declared as uh, they won this one over Piasol 48-7. to and it was 48-7 to seven at halftime. Mm. So nothing going in the second half uh, there. And this is the first Comets conference title since 2014. And that was also the last time they ended the regular season undefeated as well. Piasol now, they're 4-4. Four and four. The Birds are in a little bit of trouble here. They got 36 playoff points. But they do finish out with Hillsboro to potentially clinch that fifth win. 
there to give them a chance. And we had an upset here. It was Litchfield. Uh, they picked up the win over Payna, 20-15. to 15. So Litchfield improves to 5-3. and three. So they get that elusive fifth win. And uh, so they become playoff eligible. And we'll see how that all shakes up with their playoff points. They have 35 of those. But they could potentially make the playoffs for the first time since 2005. Through 2016 to 2021, they had a 47-game losing streak. And now they're playoff eligible potentially here after uh, winning their first game in quite a while last year. They were only 1-8 and eight a year ago. Yeah. And here they are beating Pena and becoming playoff eligible impressive. as well. Very impressive. And what I think is the most impressive is that this was the score at halftime, 20-15. to 15, And it just held throughout the rest of the game. Litchfield did an amazing job on defense uh, holding Pena down and uh, they had a couple opportunities to score late in the fourth quarter but uh, a couple of penalties called back both touchdowns and Litchfield's defense eventually held and uh, beat the Panthers there to pull off the upset and become playoff eligible and AJ Spyhurt also had 25 carries and 109 yards and I picked up the win there and Pena they've never lost three games in coach uh, Trevor Higgins uh, tenure until this year, mm. and this is the most losses that they've had since 2014 when they were 4-5. and five. Mm. So, Pena. Uh, taking the loss to Litchfield here, yeah, though. Yeah, that's a, a, a shocking one, but Pena just, I, I think I said it last week, Pena doesn't seem like Pena from the past couple of years. Yeah, right. It just seems like, you know, with the two opportunities that they had, and then I know mm -hmm. that one game against Greenville, they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot yep. in these big games this year, but yeah. Hey, Litchfield, though, picking up that f that fifth win. Very important fifth win. Um, before we get out of high school football completely, Travis, two teams I wanted to spotlight who aren't in any of our conferences mm -hmm. um, but are going to play a factor in week nine, those being Breeze Modern Day. They take out Mount Zion. That's important for Effingham and their playoff points because they lost to Breeze Modern Day, beat Mount Zion. So you're probably rooting more for Mount Zion to win, I would think, for a defeated opponent's win. But it's going to get you a point either way. You're getting exactly, a point regarded. Yeah. But it probably looks better that the people you beat give you more points. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The other team that is going to play significant impact in uh, Selection Saturday is Red Hill. Red Hill's 4-4 four and four right now. They take on Carlisle, who's also 4-4. Four and four. So one of these two teams is going to get five wins. Are mm -hmm. they going to get enough points? That is the question. Uh Looking at Red Hills schedule, Travis, they had Casey, Lawrenceville, and Leroy, who are all seven and one on their schedule. So I think Red Hill has the points to get yeah, in. Say. So if you are a one A team, the Cumberland Pirates, who are on that border, you may point wise be in a little bit of trouble if a Red Hill gets to five wins. Right, yeah. Those are some uh impressive teams on the schedule there now they've lost they've lost all of them sure but, but that's still. not what matters what matters is you have them and then carlisle gives you four four wins so they they're right that's there points they're right there so mm -hmm. plus you're you know you may get another point from casey and you may get another point from leroy depending on what they do friday night so you may get a point from lawrenceville if they can pull off the upset of mount carmel mm -hmm. so 
Right. Yeah, and then to uh, finish up here with uh, South Central, I had a couple more games, though. Uh, Carlinville, they picked up the win over Hillsborough to become playoff eligible with their fifth win, trying to keep that playoff streak alive. They made the playoffs for 15 straight seasons, obviously with 2020 Mm -hmm. uh, not counting there. Uh, And Hillsborough takes a loss, so uh, they're eliminated uh, with their fifth loss from postseason contention. Uh, They made the playoffs last year, did Hillsborough, but it's back to more of the same. Uh, for the Hilltoppers there. And uh, Staunton, they picked up the win over North Mac, 36-20. to And uh, Staunton, their third win of the season. And now North Mac, their sixth straight loss on the season to push their record to 1-7 and seven there for the Panthers. So uh, now that closed the book there on high school football for week eight from around the area. Uh, we still got to uh, recap a pick coming up later in the uh, podcast. And we still got How Do You Like Me Now, Beast Mode, overreactions for week eight. Can't wait to hear some of these as we enter week nine. I'm sure a lot of them will be playoff-related yep. uh, overreactions there. And, of course, like I mentioned, Coach Duckett coming up later on in the podcast as well, talking about that Shelbyville conference title there. All right, so we continue on, and let's talk about some local sports that didn't involve the pigskin that happened on Friday and Saturday. That's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Live and unrehearsed. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Cooler fall weather brings around some of my favorite things, like campfires, deer season, and watching area farmers bring in the harvest. Enjoy this week's Harvest Savings Evening Specials, hand-breaded Southwest mushrooms, chicken pot pie, ribeye sandwiches, fried pork chops, and the marinated grilled chicken breast with Southwest mushrooms. Emers continues to offer value-packed, made-from-scratch family dining that you can count on. And don't forget to enjoy pumpkin pie for dessert. So delicious, always special, Nemer's Steakhouse. And now, this is like Christmas morning. Everybody has a chance. It is opening day. Baseball is back. We've waited since the last out was made in that World Series, and it's finally here. There's a reason why I haven't talked yet. and I think opening day is overrated. The starting lineup. Oh, boy. I enjoy the final day of the season more than opening day. Cool. And I'm not saying it's not an exciting day, but... There's 162 more games ahead of us. Like, this is the first one. This is the first one back after months. It's just a great day for baseball to be back. Sorry, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know what's unbelievable. Else to say. Here on the, one of the most exciting days in sports, and it's overrated. 
To me, it this is. This has got to be a joke. No. Right? No. We're getting punked. On 98.9 The Game. And now. Mike Trout uses HGH, though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was going to say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries? Why? And the- because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels. And they're going to continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels. And he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. Because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. You're on 98.9 of the game. Travis Parks, Eric Fry. And let's talk about some uh, local sports that happened on a Friday and a Saturday that didn't involve the uh, pigskin. You had some high school volleyball happen over the weekend, particularly in the NTC uh, tournament. On a Friday in uh, Pool B, it was Windsor Stu Strauss picking up the win over SEB and Altamont to advance to uh, the uh, gold bracket. And it was also Altamont picking up the win over SEB to slide in to uh, the uh, silver bracket on a Saturday. And I was at the Inlow Center at a golf gym at the grade school. It was North Clay picking up a pair of victories over CHBC and South Central to advance to the gold bracket. And then it was a South Central getting the win over CHBC to slide in to uh, the silver bracket. And uh, these uh, started at 9 a.m. on a Saturday and uh, concluded there at a night as it was in the bronze bracket. Uh, Dietrich picking up a pair of wins over CHBC and SEB. So uh, they, uh, Dietrich that is, finished in a seventh place. Uh, CHBC uh, finished in eighth as they defeated SEB in uh, their uh, second match. And uh, ninth place was St. Elmo Brownstown there. In the silver bracket, it was a South Central picking up a, a pair of wins. And uh, so they picked up fourth place as they picked up wins over Altamont in, a three, or in two sets and in three sets over Nioga. And in Nioga, they got the win over Altamont. And uh, so uh, that puts Nioga fifth and Altamont finishes in sixth place. And in the uh, gold bracket, it was uh, St. Anthony getting the win over North Clay in the first game of the bracket. And they won it in two sets. Wins is two straws, beat North Clay 25-8, 25-16. And then in the finale for the championship, it was Wins is two straws winning over St. Anthony in two sets. Long first set there. Tw- 31-29 was the final in that set. And then in the second one, it went to 25-16. So wins is two straws. Wins the NTC tournament there for a volleyball. Getting a little bit of revenge. I know St. Anthony beat them in the regular season matchup, but Windsor gets the revenge and win for the NTC tournament mm-hmm. there and win it all for the Hatchets. Congratulations. Um, and then on a Friday in a soccer, you had a Saint in the St. Anthony Regional. It's Hillsboro over the ninth seed Robinson, and in uh, the Greenville Regional, it was Tatopoulos getting the win over Pena three a two and nothing. And those games will happen on Tuesday for the semifinals for those regionals. And in the FEM regional in soccer, it was Salem getting the win over Olney. And it was 3-1. Uh, to one. And Warrensburg-Latham defeated Athens 5 to nothing in the Sacred Heart Griffin regional there. 
And in a tennis action, we had uh, had some action happen on a Friday in the Class 1A a Danville uh, sectional. Uh, that actually occurred, but uh, and in the uh, Class 1A only sectional uh, action happened on Friday, but unfortunately nothing happening on a Saturday or vice versa for them. So uh, these had to be postponed until today and at least the finals to see who makes it to state. And I don't think FEM got uh, started. Well, they did get started on Saturday, but then eventually had to get postponed uh, there till today. So, fortunately, the weather not and cold temperatures not cooperating there with the sectional or for tennis. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, we also had some uh, cross-country action at the uh, Bulldog Classic on the girls' side. FEM uh, took that one. Uh, St. Anthony finished in second place, while Mount Zion finished in third on the girls' side. And on the boys' side, it was the Decatur St. Teresa picking up the uh, win. And uh, St. Anthony finished in second, and FEM was third. Uh, there we got uh, the results there on the website. Uh, Newton they defeated Altamont four to one in the St. Anthony Soccer Regional, and it was uh, Carlinville beating Argenta four to nothing there in that regional. And Mount Carmel lost to Murfreesboro in their regional seven to zero there. And we got the Egyptian Illini Conference volleyball tournament starting tonight in uh, St. Elmo as Ramsey is against CHBC at 6, Patoka at C- against CHBC at 7, and then at 8, the number one seed of Ramsey against uh, Patoka. And we have the rest of the volleyball schedule up on the website, fmradio.com. Just click on the local sports tab uh, there as you can check it out over there. But we're up against the clock, and we need to uh, take our final time out, and we need to come back with the top three. Top three moments from the sports weekend to close us out here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. My name is Monica. I'm an elementary school teacher. My name is Mitch. I'm a graphic design specialist. We have four children. Currently, we have life and auto insurance with Erie. They've always been a good company and good customer service. If anything ever happens to me, my family will be protected. Your Erie agent in Effingham is Weiss Insurance. Get a quote at 217-342-9777 or visit weissinsurance.com. Life insurance and annuity products are not available in New York. Save on your next project with 11% off everything at Menards. Update your home's exterior with new gutters. Gutters are essential for controlling rainwater runoff from your roof. Aluminum gutters are in stock in white, brown, or black to accent your home's exterior. Only $10.99 after 11% rebate right now at Menards. Good through October 22nd. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at and now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Bob, go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis. Once. once. This year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no it's not. It's Okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question.
Welcome back in to the starting lineup. You're on 98.9. Rolling here on 98.9, which is a smidge a bit longer. We got just enough time to get the top three, top three from the sports weekend. So let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three from the sports weekend in a no particular order, of course. But I'll start off with my number three. And it's a two-parter as it comes from the Pac-12. It was Stanford coming back and beating Colorado. But also, what a game that was between Washington and Oregon. That took the cake on the college football weekend uh, there. And that was my number three. My number three also Stanford over Colorado. Anytime Coach Prime Uh, goes down, I love it. But it's it. just the fashion, the Stanford, and they're up like 29 nothing or something. Yeah, where's all that confidence, Coach Prime? <laughs> it was, Take it personal. It was taken from him by uh, Stanford. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my number two moment was also uh, from uh, Saturday, and this one was just absolutely hilarious. Uh, the Purdue game against Ohio State. Uh, Purdue pulled out a student for a little uh, promotion that they do in the second quarter. And the student kicked a 40-yard field goal, made it, just pulled him out of the stands, made it, made a 40-yard field goal. He got a two-year lease on a car for that. But the team missed three field goals, including one right after that. That's funny. So when the student makes a 40-yarder, but you can't even do that. What does that say about you, Purdue? My number two was Cumberland's loss on Friday night. Hmm. And doesn't always have to be good. No. Doesn't always have to be that. Uh, but then I guess everything that I have here in my top three is uh, college football related. Uh, because uh, my number one was Illinois beating Maryland on a Saturday. Including the game winner, Danville native Caleb Griffin. Nailing a, 40, or nailing a, a field goal to win it. In the face of the Kevin James meme on the scoreboard. Take that, Kevin James. Boom. ILL. My number one, Travis, is Kyle Larson on the race on Sunday. Gets wrecked, saves it from getting completely wrecked, comes back to win the race, and clinch his spot in the championship four. Championship four. That's right. We know number five is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Who will join him? We'll have to wait and see rest of the way but uh so uh there you go we'll be a recapping that a nascar race and a nascar pick coming up here in the uh, pod and we'll also be doing how do you like me now beast mode and overreactions as well again to uh, coach duckett from uh, shelbyville and uh, talking about uh, the nfl and mlb uh, postseason all coming up on the uh, pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. So enjoy, and we'll talk to you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. ha, 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 ha.